we so many times are content with our blurred, distorted vision of God. We don't see clearly yet. We always need another touch from Jesus. Hello and welcome to the Meet Me in Isaiah podcast. My name is Marnie Clark. I'm your host and we are continuing today with our Meet Your Messiah series. Today we find sight for the blind. So I was reading a very familiar passage today in Mark 8, and it's one I've read many, many times, but I truly believe that when you read God's word, if you will ask him to show you something you've never seen before, that he will do it. And when I read this passage, I just, I saw things in it I had never seen. I'll just go ahead and read it for you. It says, and they came to Bethsaida and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he said, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again and he opened his eyes, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. So I mean, I've read this passage before, and I've always wondered why Jesus didn't heal the man completely the first time. I mean, after all, it's not like Jesus messed up and had to redo it. It just, it's always been odd to me. Um, He's God, he had all the power to heal perfectly, he doesn't make mistakes. But it wasn't until today when I was reading this passage that I connected the passage right before this one and saw that Jesus was most likely illustrating something to his disciples then and his disciples now, you and me, we don't see clearly yet. And we, we always need another touch from Jesus so the passage before says this, it's Mark eight fourteen through 21. Now they had forgotten to bring bread and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them saying, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, 12. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, seven. And he said to them, do you not yet understand? I mean, there is so much we can glean, no pun intended, from this passage. What always struck me when reading this 
was that Jesus had no concern that the disciples messed up and forgot bread because he can literally do anything and had just proved it with the two miraculous feedings of thousands. You know, in verse 17 and 18, he basically says, do you have eyes and you do not see and ears and you do not hear? But the next passage is talking about Jesus asking the blind man what he sees after the first touch. So he sees men walking around that look like trees. And and that is where the disciples were at this point. And that's where you and I are a lot of times. It Sometimes we may see Jesus better than others. But here's what I love. I love that he doesn't leave the blind man the way he was. Like, well, at least you can see a little. That's better than nothing. Of course not. But we so many times are content with our blurred, distorted vision of God. Yes, we believe what the Bible says. We believe what it says. It's true. But when push comes to shove, we don't really believe it for our own lives. Like the disciples, of course, they believed that Jesus could feed the 5,000 and the 4,000 because they were there and saw it. But when it came to feeding them in their little boat, and it was them who made the mistake, it's like, could he and would he provide bread for them? It is so loving to me that God sent his son to earth to help us see him. It's so hard. I mean, God will never in all eternity completely, fully grasp the breadth and depth just of of who he is, how holy and majestic and powerful and loving But he wants us to see him. He wants to reveal himself to us. And he did this by sending his son to earth. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, this is one of the most beautiful passages in the Bible to me, by the way. It says, long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So we're not going to see God fully until we get to heaven, but we see God's nature when we see what Jesus did, how he loved his disciples, how he wanted them to see. He wanted them to see that they were secure, that it was okay that they forgot bread, that he's not just going to leave them where they are. We're not going to see God fully until we get to heaven. And I believe that even then we're going to just keep on seeing more of him and more of him for all eternity. First Corinthians 13, 12 says this. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror. 
but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. None of us knows God fully. And that's actually a side note. That's actually the danger of following after a person without reading God's word. No matter how close that person is to God, he or she does not see him fully. And like Jesus said, when the blind lead the blind, they both fall into a pit. So read God's word for yourself and get you glean others insights and experiences, but read God's word. That's where we can know him in his word. If we look to others to tell us about God without reading his word, we are going to become confused and disoriented. But we if we hope in God, we will never be disappointed. And that's what it says in Isaiah 49, 23. He wants to reveal himself to you and me. And that is what is so encouraging when we are feeling like we can't see. He wants to reveal himself just like Jesus didn't leave the blind man seeing blurry. He will continue to touch us to help us see him more clearly. It's a process though. And I mean, I know it has been in my life. The Lord is helping me to see him more clearly as the one who loves me enough to always take care of me and always forgive me. So I don't have to worry about anything. I've battled feelings of anxiety for many years. And what finally gave me a significant breakthrough last November was I was able to see God more clearly in his word. Trying not to be anxious did not help. In fact, it only made things worse. I I just, it was like, I wondered why so many other Christians that I saw seemed to have more peace than I had. And then that brought guilt and confusion and why, what's wrong with me and why am I anxious? And then that brought more anxiety. But what actually brought a deep healing in my life was believing this passage of scripture And I had already read it dozens and dozens, maybe a hundred times in my life, but I'm going to read it for you now. And it just, just as an example of what, what God did in my life by reading this passage and seeing him a little more clearly, a touch from him, the power of reading his word, Matthew 6, 25 through 32 says, therefore I tell you. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? 
or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And so somehow it dawned on me last November that I wasn't seeing God or believing that God would take care of me personally. I I knew he could. I believed all the things that Jesus is the son of God, that he died for my sins, that he rose from the dead, all those things, just like the disciples believed that he could feed the 5,000 and the 4,000. They believed that, but when they got in the boat and forgot the bread and they started to panic and argue with each other about it, that, that was me and, and still can be at times, but being able to see God as the one who cares about me, that will not leave me, that will not leave me the way I am, that just did something in me. And it was through reading his word. And it was through a touch from him because I'd read those verses over and over. So if there is somewhere in your life right now where you are stuck, where you feel you cannot see, ask the Lord for a touch. You know, Isaiah 42, 6 through 7, and then verse 16 talks about what God was going to do, what Jesus would do, another prophecy of another prophecy fulfilled says, I am the Lord. This is verses, verses six through seven. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the dungeon, those who sit in darkness. And then in verse 16, it says, and I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know in paths that they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do and I do not forsake them. So if you, if you feel like you need another touch from the Lord, then just like the man who said, I believe, help my unbelief. One prayer, I believe, that is powerful is to pray, Lord, I see dimly. I, I see like the man seeing people that look like trees walking around. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see you clearly. Because seeing God more clearly literally is what melts away the darkness. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram or like us on Facebook, or you can send us a message at info at meetmeinisaiah.com.